And a wonderful morning it is. Beautiful Wednesday morning. Come to you live from the CBS Community College of Summers in Philadelphia. Going further in our Derek Hashem series over here. We are in Perik Aleph. Chelik Aleph, rather. Chelik Aleph, Perik Dalet. We finished yesterday. Zion Zion was a long piece. Let's um, recap and reconnect and and uh, maybe put some polishing touches on, on Zion. Simon Zion that we saw yesterday. Simon Zion was the Ramachal gave whole treatment to how this world translates into the next world, what we're supposed to do in, in this world in creating ourselves as be- beings that are going to be uh, worthy of the next world, and uh, what the whole process looks like. And we've already seen an axiom that any aspect of this world necessarily has to be able to translate into Eilam Haba. We saw that already before Zion. <clears throat> and that was just a simple, you know, conclusion that came from the understanding that this world is created exclusively for the purpose of getting into the next. That means that it's been custom tailored and designed to be that forum, that proven grand that allows me to create myself and create create myself as a Ben Elam Habo and nothing else. So if there is some aspect of this world that I look at, I say, you know, I figure out everything else in this, in this, in this, in this world, in this lifetime, in the, on this planet, how it allows me to get into the But this particular area of life, I just can't figure out. Like this just must be extraneous. It means I haven't yet cracked it open, because there's no such thing. If it exists in this world, the axiom is if if it's part of life, then it's here for the eternal life. And if it wouldn't be able to get me into eternal life, then it wouldn't be part of this life. This world was custom-tailored in order to allow me to get into Elam Habas. And there's no aspect of existence, of routine, of the human condition, which is not there, not just which can't be translated and transformed into Elam Habas, but there's no aspect of the human condition which is not, hasn't been designed to be transformed into Elam Habas. Okay? This was a principle that we already saw previously, and based on that, Ramchal is now breaking down all of life into two basic categories. In terms of existence, in terms of the human condition, in terms of all that we encounter over the course of our 120 years, there's two basic categories of activities and interactions that get us into Elam Habah. There's what he calls Mais HaMitzvahs and the mundane. The mitzvahs and the mundane. And, and, and we have to <clears throat> slow down a little bit this morning and take a better look at what we read yesterday to really fully appreciate how the Ramchal is, is, is establishing things and, 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 and how thereby to appreciate how to look at our lives from this moment forward, um, from the conclusion of today's year forward, the rest of the 120 years that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will endow us with, as Hashem Baruch with good health and prosperity and happiness and much muchness, Rabbi Say. But uh, two basic categories of all situations in life that all situations in life can be um, divided up amongst, and that is mitzvahs and mundane. Mitzvahs are where I have the opportunity to fulfill a mitzvah within my dealings in this world or avoid doing an Avera within my dealings within this world, which both amount to the same thing. I, I am given an opportunity <clears throat> to do a mitzvah that allowed the neshama to schlep the guvaf, guf up, to avoid doing an Avera, to allow the neshama to, to, to um, um, disallow the guf to pull the neshama down, which again, that translates into the same type of action. Um, <clears throat> and within the mitzvahs, that breaks down into two subcategories. What is the toyelis? What's the benefit that I receive from doing those mitzvahs? 
the benefit again is twofold. One is by the very fact that I'm doing what Hashem asked me to do, that already makes me closer to God, reinforces the relationship between me and God, and provides more commonality between me and God, which is what Olam Haba is going to be all about. The, fact that the only reason why I, I uh, avoided eating the, uh, the, the, the cookies that were not under Keystone K, the non-Keystone K cookies, they look so tempting, so delicious, so wonderful, and sumptuous, I avoid eating them only because that's what Hashem told me to do. If Hashem would give me the com- that commandment, I'd, I'd go on a veritable gastronomical um, uh, in, in, uh, afternoon of indulgence there and just run through the supermarket, just grab things that I've never tested or sampled before, just eat everything on the shelves. Why am I not eating all this delicious looking food? It looks so yummy, it looks so wonderful, and it's so cheap too. This stuff is so cheap. These burgers at the rest stops, this stuff is like dirt cheap. Why am I not eating you know, these, these $1 Wawa uh, what do they call those things? The sizzly sandwiches? Why am I not doing that? Every time I go to fill up with gas, just grab, you know, London, go there, take my whole family. You know how economical that would be? Give your entire family lunch and supper, you know, burgers for a buck. So why am I not doing that? Can't the buy now for a dollar. What? Cannot buy now for a dollar. No, it's why I advertise for a dollar. Maybe you have to fill it. Maybe you have to get gasoline also. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, um, the only reason I'm not doing it is because Hashem said not to. Hashem said, don't do it. So that's already the first title. I'm doing something that Hashem, I'm, I'm, I'm fulfilling a request from, of Hashem. Hashem asked me not to do it, so I'm not doing it. That's already creating, cementing the bond between me and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the only reason I'm doing it. The other Tayyalis in the Maisa Mitzvah is we saw every single mitzvah has, a, has an intrinsic benefit. Aside from the fact that I'm just doing what Hashem asked me to do, I'm refraining from doing what Hashem asked me not to do. Each mitzvah has something, we, as we would say, be'etzim. There's something that's, that's in, inherently beneficial about this mitzvah. It's, it's good for my soul, it's good for my being, it's good for my essence, for my existence. When I hear a shofar, somehow that's doing something to provide a shava, because on a deeper mystical, Kabbalistic level, the 613 mitzvahs parallel 613 aspects of God's interfacing with all of creation, which parallels 613 different aspects and facets of my neshama, and we don't know what that looks like. We don't know what that means, but we do know that the shofar gives strength to the, the shofar aspect of my existence. And the lulav give, gives illumination and, and elevation to the lulav aspect of my existence because it connects me with, so to speak, the lulav aspect of God's existence, as it were. Okay? So those are the twofold benefit of, 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 of doing mitzvahs, and that's what, where I get the shlemus and perfection from. That's the mitzvahs. <clears throat> the mundane is what we really need to return to. Um, it's to really appreciate what we read yesterday. The Ramchal said that within my mundane activities here as well, I'm also achieving shleimus, perfection and completion, making myself a ben oilam haba through my mundane activities. The mundane, outside of mitzvahs. Outside of mitzvahs. <clears throat> so all of life is either mitzvahs or mundane, and both mitzvahs and mundane are there exclusively to get me into oilam haba. How is the mundane getting me into oilam haba? What is the mundane? What does the Ramachal mean by the mundane, and how is it getting me into Elam Habo? So we would say what? We say, oh, well, the mundane is all about everything that I do outside of Shul, outside of the base Medrash, outside of uh, mitzvah activities. The mundane is driving carpool in, in the morning to school. But it's not related to uh, religion. Right, anything that's not related to religion. Excellent, I like that. Very nice. That's a nice way of putting it. That's good. good way of putting it, in fact. Mundane would mean anything that's outside of religion, right? 
It means going to work, going home from work, spending supper time with my wife, dealing with my kids, uh, <clears throat> lunchtime, supper time, bedtime, nap time, paying bills, waiting online to pay bills, going to work to be able to wait online to pay bills. All this is called the mundane. Right? That's what we'd say. And, 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 and the Ramchal will be telling us that within the mundane as well, within the mundane, everything outside of religion, so there's also um, not just opportunity, but exclusivity that's there to get me in time. I just have to do it the right way. And that's what we would say that would be very nice, nicely um, tied up package. Except that when we look at the Ramchal closer, when the Ramchal describes the mundane, it doesn't sound like this is what he's saying. It sounds like he... he he is a little bit too narrow when it comes to defining the mundane. <clears throat> Let's look back again at yesterday's simon. He says, Achen, <clears throat> well, even before that, the beginning of the paragraph, he gives us two categories. <laughs> Activities in this world are divided up into two. <laughs> I'm doing it because Hashem commanded me. Something that I need to do. Okay, so that could sound like anything outside of religion. The Ramchal elaborates. The first category are things that are related to mitzvahs. Religion. I'm only doing it because I'm a Jew. What's the second category? The mundane. Any interaction, dealings with this world. For my needs. Taking care of my needs. It's a funny way of putting it. Because if it was just within religion, as opposed to, you know, intra-religion, as opposed to extra-religion. Within religious life, as opposed to, you know, outside of religious life. That's what the Ramchal should have said. That the second category is, Masha Adam, um, which has nothing to do with religion. That's what he should have said. But he, instead he says it, in the following way, which seems to reduce this quite a lot, reduce it, narrow it, my, my dealings with this world, for my own needs. They're there to meet my needs, to satisfy my needs. Now, there's so much that I do outside religion, it's difficult to say this is all for my needs. You know, I mean, it's true that if I um, don't go to work to make money to pay the bills, they'll shut off the electricity, shut off the water, so I, I won't have water or hot water anymore to take a shower so i guess maybe going to work to pay the utility bills so i can have a hot shower is there for my needs but it seems a little bit far-fetched you know carpool take my kids to carpool in the morning picking up carpool that's for my needs like because if i don't do it then i'm gonna get in trouble and my wife's gonna um get upset at me my kids are gonna the neighbor's gonna get upset the other people in the carpool i mean so i'm doing it so they shouldn't get upset at me that's for my needs spending time you know, supper time, sitting at supper with your wife, it's for your needs because if you fail to do that, your wife's going to also start to nag you, right? If you don't make it home in time for supper. So that's for my needs. I'm doing it so that, so that to, to get this person to stop making me mashugah. These it seem to be a little bit far-fetched. Everything that I do within the mundane, and as a, to put it as Ramesha succinctly put it, everything that I do outside of religion is automatically for my needs. That's for my needs, for my... You know, I beg to differ. I'm doing these things because I have to do it. I would love to not do it. My needs, you know, my needs are, I know what my needs are. This is not my needs. I'm just doing it because I have to do it. I go to work because I can't afford not to go to work. I, I, I uh, 
I'd pay the bills because I know what's going to happen, what the consequences are. I make car payments because uh, they're going to repossess the car. That's my needs. That's my needs. And the, the Ramchal keeps using this Lushan over here. It says The Ramchal says again, late in the paragraph, We talk about using this world for my needs, so that he elaborates on that. And as we saw yesterday, we saw how he elaborated on it. He seems to be using this term quite specifically. He's not using it loosely that my needs just, maybe, you know, maybe we could have argued that my needs means, um, uh, you know, not my interests. Maybe we're being a little bit too picky over here. We think needs means interests. No, maybe we'll say the Ramchal doesn't mean interests. Needs means just to make sure I have a roof over my head, make sure my kids are taken care of. Needs means maybe in a broader sense, a looser sense, your, your, um, your uh, you know, um, um, maintaining your, your basic living standards. Maybe that's what needs means. But it seems that the Ramchal means what he says and says what he means when he says needs. It seems he's talking about my interests, my personal interests, because he goes on to say that how do we make sure that, that what's the proper mahalach and when we're taking care of the mundane, i.e. our needs, as the Ramchal uh, refers to it and puts it, that I'm doing it in a way that's going to get me to the Mahaba, says make sure that I'm only doing it to maintain my health, to keep myself uh, fit, and 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 and, uh, and to, to to keep my my uh, functioning fully functioning in such a way that I can do the mitzvahs in the best way possible. He gives us a whole shtickle over here about that's how I sh- make sure that even my needs are there to get me into the haba. I'm doing it in such a way to maintain the health of the body. So I mean, <clears throat> driving carpool is maintaining the health of the body. And uh, <clears throat> uh, going to work is there to maintain the health of the body, and paying the bills is there to maintain the health of the body. Going shopping in the supermarket, and, and and putting the groceries into the into the into the trunk, and putting them one by one into the trunk because you, know, you forget they don't give you bags anymore. And so all these things are are there to maintain the health of the body. House of Kosher still does give bags, by the way. House of Kosher does give bags. What's our head to go to shop right? Only to purchase those uh, handful of items that they don't sell at Hasa Kosher, like the tray for shop, right? Cookies, dunder, chavkei, and I mean, kisunke, and, and flowers, and flowers, and flowers. <laughs> well, what I said? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think they're allowed to. No, there's ways they can do it. Walmart also still gives bags. Shopper bags are they? They're they're as environment friendly as they come. Shopper bags, everyone should be giving them at. Biodegradable. <laughs> Don't get my, more biodegradable than that. Okay. It says on the back you can use 125 times. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's why they can still get the map. Um, <laughs> so, uh, something funny is going on over here. Everyone, everyone understand the problems that are being established, the problems that we're putting on the table? Something's funny with this Ramchal. The Ramchal is finally giving us the big breakdown of life. The big breakdown of life. Have all of life is there to help me get into Elam Haba. The misses in the mundane, except that his definition of the mundane seems to be much narrower than we were expecting, we'd have liked, and he seems to be quite consistent with this. So what tack is going on over here? Why is the mundane reduced to, what it sounds like the mundane is, is reduced to is nap time and lunch time and shower time, you know, tzorchoy, things that are, I'm taking care of my physical needs, mamish. That's definitely the mundane. And mitzvahs, there's definitely shoifer and lulav and shaman and davening, religious things and Hanukkah. But what happens to everything in the middle? Was well, Shoshlachar also the mundane? The daily grind of life? What happened to that? Because 
Right, so it's mafush like this. Exactly, very good, very good. Makes things even worse. That mundane means means taking care of my interests, my bodily, physical interests. What happens to everything in the middle? So Teretz is like this. This is what we have to we're building off of yesterday, taking it to a whole different level of of, of uh, a breakthrough in terms of what the Remchal is showing us over here. Everything that's there in the middle, in between the mundane, which is taking care of my physical needs and interests. And performing the mitzvahs, everything that's in Shulchan Aruch, so everything in the middle, the daily grind, everything that lies within um, all of our interactions with this world, job-related, work-related, uh, family-related, all of that, that category that which we're referring to in the middle, is actually not in the middle, because there isn't any third category. The Ramchalan gives two categories. All of that, the Ramchal regards as being under the first category and that of mitzvahs. That's all under mitzvahs. All of that lies under mitzvahs. <coughs> Everything that I'm doing, yes, in this world, and yes, it's, I, I don't see it explicitly in Shulchan Aruch. And it's not something I have to come to Shul to do. Not something that I have to, need a Chavrusa to do. It's things that I, are part of Mamash of my daily routine, getting up for my job, going to work, paying the bills, filling up the car with gasoline, taking carpool, all these things lie under the realm of mitzvahs. Of mitzvahs. Not the mundane, but they're mitzvahs. Why are they under mitzvahs? Zeramchal gave us an unbelievable uh, yesoid over here, a principle, which is <clears throat> in every interaction with my outside world in life, there's always one question that can be asked and, and needs to be asked, and there's always going to be an answer to that question. And that question is, we're, we're going to break this down into a few, a few steps over here, but look, step one is, every situation in life, there's a basic question I can ask. And every situation seems to be mundane. Every, every dealing, every interaction, every duty that I have that seems to be mundane, there is a basic question I can always ask myself, and that is, what is the Torah within this situation? What is the Ratzin HaToyra over here? What is, what's the Torah's outlook? How do I do this according to how the Torah wants me to do it? And invariably and inevitably, there will be an answer to that. We're given many, many, many mitzvahs, and many of these mitzvahs are related to interpersonal dealings, interpersonal relationships, monetary mitzvahs, business-related mitzvahs. And in every single interaction that I have, when I ask myself the question, what is the Torah within this um, dealing what's what's the right way of doing it according to the outlook of the Torah the wrong way of doing it according to the outlook of the Torah there's always going to be an answer so I go to work I go to work and I'm at work and you know I want to take a longer lunch break or I want to take take some time off during the morning to, to do look into tickets for my upcoming trip to Honolulu so I'm going to take some time to, to, you know, look into tickets. I have some extra time on my hands. I ask myself, you know, what, what is the Torah within that situation? What's the Ratzon Torah? The Ratzon Torah is, well, one second, you're working for someone else. You're getting paid by the hour. That is a Shail of Gazelle. That's theft from my employer. He's paying me to research my vacation. I, I leave a little bit early. Well, he's paying me till 5 o'clock. How can you leave at a quarter? Because I worked so hard today. I worked extra, extra, extra. It's very nice. Is that, you know, 
Is, is, is that how your employer pays you? He says, well, you work till 5 o'clock, it says in your contract, but if you worked extra hard, then you can leave at 445. Does it say that in your contract? Or does it say that? There's Torah in every situation, and there's Ratzanah Torah in every situation. And what looks to us like mundane, Ramchal's telling us, and there's nothing that's really mundane. Ultimately, every interaction with the outside world has a mitzvah that, that, that is lurking there for me to discover and has an answer to a question that I need to be asking, which is, what's the Torah in this situation? Now, I have a carpool that I drive, and there's an understanding that everyone's supposed to be ready at a certain time to pick up the other kids at a certain time because you have to be at school at a certain time. An understanding like that, and I tell myself, look, you know, I, I, I uh, didn't have my coffee, I didn't have my eggs yet, I'm going to leave like five minutes later this morning, and because I'm picking up so-and-so's kids, they're always running late. They're always running late. So I, it's okay if I give myself a few extra minutes this morning because uh, these people are always running late. We're all inclined to think that way, but the question is, what's the Torah within that situation? What's the Ratzanah Torah? So we have to analyze it. One second. We have a, car, in a carpool with four other families. And everyone has made up that we have to leave at a certain time. We have to be at school at a certain time. So I made a commitment. A commitment is a function of Hain Sadek. Hain Shachot Sadek Valav Shachot Sadek. I made a commitment. I have to fulfill a commitment. Now, is that a, a binding commitment? What was the commitment? Are people very mock on this? Are not very mock on this? Yeah, people are mock because school's mock I, that other person comes late. That doesn't give me the right to be late just because he comes late. Boom, there you go. The turn of the situation is Hain Sadek. I made a commitment. That's part of what a carpool is. I have to fulfill that commitment. So the Torah, this situation tells me, you know what, you'll have to have your eggs when you come back. You'll have to have an instant coffee. You're not going to be able to make the Keurig coffee. You don't have enough time for the Keurig one. That's what the Torah, the situation tells me. And so on and so forth and so forth and so on. Every situation has the Torah of that situation. And that's why we have so many mitzvahs. And many, many of the mitzvahs have to do with our hanhagas, our interactions with the outside world. And when we ask the question appropriately and we're honestly looking for answers, and we're interested in getting to the, you know, the bottom line of those answers, and we're, we're interested in, 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 in um, finding resources to answer those questions, then we will always find answers to those questions. What is the Ratzon HaToyra in this situation? Now, what about, though, situations where um, it's, it's, you know, just my patience being tested, it's my um, uh, interest in others being tested. It's my generosity being tested. What we call midos. You know, there's interactions with the outside world, monetary dealings, being a good employer, being a good employee, being a good co-worker, being uh, a good neighbor. You know, how I respect my neighbor's property, how I respect my neighbor's driveway, all these things. There's Torah behind all these things. Um, what about things like midos, character traits? And a lot of our mundane activities and interactions have to do with, with, with midos, right? How patient am I? How generous am I? How empathetic am I? How, um, how um, caring am I? This is mitzvahs or the mundane. So from the Ramchal, this would also have to be mitzvahs because the mundane, he, he said the mundane just comes down to taking care of my physical needs, Correct. Second, category B, which is the mundane, is only exclusively about my physical needs, not about anything else. So, by necessity, the answer to this question, it would seem by prasabimulation over here, midas would have to be mitzvahs, not the mundane. And that is actually borne out 
in none other than the, the, the Rambam. The Rambam makes it very clear, but it's a good Rambam to know. Um, the Rambam makes it quite clear, and this is the Ramchal, is following in the footsteps of the Rambam over here, that Midos work is, all of Midos work is a mitzvah. It's not just like an Indian, not just uh, the right thing to do, not just, you know, Um, a heksher, like uh, it's, it's there as work to allow me to do other things better. Working on my meters, working on my character traits, working on my patience, working on my anger, working on my generosity, working on my um, tolerance, all these go under one umbrella of one mitzvah. There's one mitzvah which is responsible for all of meters' work, and according to the Rambam, that is. The following. Mitzuvan anu lalechas bedrachem ha'elu ha'beinoinim. The Ramchal, the Rambam sums this up. Um, there, in the. The beginning of it's shrach shrach Um We're good now. In the, in the beginning of Hilchas Deus, he goes through all different kinds of meters, and you have to don't take one extreme, don't take the other extreme. In um, all character traits, no, don't be too silly, but don't be too serious. Don't be too angry. Don't be too chilled out. You have to get the right meter, the right balance in all meters. We have a mitzvah to pursue the right course, balanced course in all of our character traits, all of our meters. All meters work according to the Ram comes down to Vahalach Bedrachov. So this is Vaita the mitzvah is not the mundane. So very Gishmak. This is what the Ramchal is doing over here, what the Ramchal is opening our eyes to. Mitzvahs, when we talk about mitzvah categories in this world, it's much broader actually than we realized. Not the Pshat of the mundane, he's reducing the mundane much more than, than it should have been, but he's broadening the mitzvahs for us. And it cannot, you know, all of that which we would have thought is mundane is in fact mitzvahs. It's a whole new outlook now on life. You know, what's the Torah in this situation? What's the Rasna Torah in what I'm about to do? A whole new take, a whole new approach, and eye-opening and, and, and very, very um, um, energizing. And, and, and a whole game-changer when I ask myself right now, in this situation, what's the Torah in this situation that applies both to Interacting with the outside world, you know, what mitzvahs do I have to be mindful of? What's the Torah's outlook over here? And more than that, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu set the situation up for me? Why was this, situ- this situation set up? Because there's the proper Torah approach in this particular situation. Otherwise, it wouldn't be here. So let me figure out what that is and let me do that properly. And in me, this is the same thing. All of me, this work, is all about the halach, the bedrach of the Torah within the midas, And that's all within mitzvahs. And not the mundane. That means that when I work on all these meters and the mon- and, and interactions with, with 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 my surroundings, my employers, employees, etc., um, I have a the opportunity to, to to do what Hashem asked me to do, to be a erlucha boss, an erlucha employee, um, etc. And the action itself provides me with shlemus, as the Ramchal said. And in me, this work is the same thing. When I, you know, am tested, my temper is tested. And my, I get agitated, but I decide to force myself to be calm. 
I'm doing something Hashem asked me to, Vaholach the Vidrachov, Midas work is Hashem asked me to work on Midas. Hashem asked me to work on Midas. And there's in itself inherently also gives me shlemus. The mundane comes down mamish just to taking care of my physical needs. Eating, sleeping, napping, and that's what the Ramchal said. That's all there to um, preserve and maintain my physical well being so I can do the mitzvahs properly. Yeah. You mean? No. Oh, you're asking a different. Okay. Yeah. If it's in, if it's in the first category, so then why do we need it? Why do we need it? Because we're doing the second category. Yeah, it's more than the second category. Even the mundane, like even areas where where Hashem didn't give me a, a direct commandment for this, but I can have das, I can have a chibur takach baruch. Right, that would be the Tzorchei Agof. B'chol even outside what the Shulchan Aruch directly addresses, which is a very broad category, even over there, my, my own personal activity is Do'ehu. I can still have Das. I can still connect to that Kashbar. Okay, so very Gishmak. So this puts the whole paragraph together quite nicely. And um, it's so nice that I think maybe we'll, I was going to do Chest also today, but I think we'll, we will just let it, let it rest over here. We'll hit the pause button over here. Um, yeah, so Agav, the Ramchal is telling us, this is the famous, you know, he says it slightly differently in Messiah Sasharim, but here we have the heter for what we call um, vacation time, downtime, chill out time. That's category B. That's ma- the maintenance of our physical well-being to make sure that we are, Vita can do the mitzvahs properly. The Ramchal said it, um, we have to maintain our physical health, we have to maintain our mental health, we have to maintain our emotional health in order for us to be able to do the mitzvahs in the best way possible, be equipped to do mitzvahs. That means, you know, knowing how to, you know, the, the body is a machine and machines have to be rested once in a while. Yeah, you have to keep them well oiled, you have to keep them maintained, you keep them well, well rested so that they should be performing at optimal capacity, optimal strength. So that's, that's the idea behind vacations. A vacation can be, a vacation is always mundane. It would be improper to say, well, a vacation can also be a mitzvah, because we have to use, we have to be, you know, uh, um, not just about being too from. That's not why we don't want to say that, but it's incorrect. Vacation is definitely the mundane. The mundane can also create Elam Haba, and is there to create Elam Haba when I say, right now, I need to rest the great machinery of my body in order um, for the, you know, to have the, uh, uh, to really connect for the second half of winter's man. I know I need that, otherwise I'm going to collapse. So that's the mundane, that's Tzorchei HaGuf, that's being done um, in order to maintain my health. Exercise, exercise falls here as well, you know. We're, we're careful to exercise. You have to keep, yeah, Hashem gives you one body, that's right. Hashem only gives one body. And um, it's on loan, we have for 120 years, we got get a key to keep it, um, you have to keep it well maintained. You have to keep it at, 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 at working at, at its at its optimal strength and health and capacity to be able to do mitzvahs until 120 years. So, let's please everyone um, pass these around. They're still quite delicious. Shem wants you to have these delicious donuts. The Oris of Hanukkah. But uh, okay, very good. We will continue tomorrow with um, Ches. And thank you all for joining. Is it like when you give us this?